Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. Yeah, we're not done. NBA regular season is over, but we still have plenty of work left to do. Seven days away from the NBA draft, so let's get into the nitty and the gritty. Luke Swain's with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at VegasRefund. Uh, awesome, awesome resource when it comes to breaking down the NFL draft. A market mover of sorts as well. Luke, uh, good morning. I say good morning with a question mark because I actually don't know where you're located, but it's still morning like on the East Coast, a faraway <laughs> place, so good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. Okay. No. All right. All right. So you are the East Coast. I love New Jersey. I love riding it's around. Noon and... hour. Okay, go. good. Yeah, it was about lunchtime. So we won't keep you long. We won't keep you long. All right. So, Luke, uh, for our audience who, who's just joining us, um, you know, give us a little bit of the background in terms of uh, for you and uh, how much you've gotten into this uh, draft betting, because this has been your thing for a little bit now. You've been a great follow on Twitter. I followed you for a while. So give us some of your background and uh, why you enjoy betting the drafts as much as you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really started like, like everyone else, like I still do uh, football and basketball have been like the two main sports and then March madness ends and I'm not the biggest baseball better. Um, so I've kind of always looked for something to fill the void. And I want to say like three years ago, which the Baker Mayfield year, which actually that was probably more than like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. I think was the first year that draft markets were actually up and naturally like I was one of the lucky people who had a great ticket on Baker and that really um, I guess got me hooked where as you dive deeper and as you like figure out your process, you realize that it is a very informational market um, and definitely a niche market, at least still niche for NBA. NFL isn't becoming as much of a niche anymore, but um, it's an informational market where if you have the right info, um, you can bet into this market with a certainty um, where a minus 200 in the NBA draft or NFL draft doesn't equal a minus 200 in a regular game. Um, a lot can go wrong in a game uh, where the variables in draft betting are far less. Um, yeah, I think, well. I think that's so. a good summary, Luke. Thanks for joining us uh, on Hardwood Handicappers here. Uh, it, it, you know, talking NFL draft, talking NBA draft. I know you bet both. You both you bet both very well. NFL draft, I think, was this year not as exciting, not as a as successful for a lot of us out there. I don't know if you you were in the same camp a, a, as the rest of us. Do you think that is more of just kind of a blip on the radar, and and this is just kind of an off year draft, and, or is this maybe more some? You know, I know we had some books not hanging as much stuff that, uh, this this time around. Do you think this is maybe a downward trend for NFL uh, draft betting going forward? Uh, I'm definitely treating this past NFL draft as somewhat of an outlier Okay, where there are a bunch of long shots that hit just purely based off of the chaos on which I was lucky enough to be involved in the couple, like second cornerback, second tight end. 
but like, yeah, I'm definitely treating this past draft as an outlier where like, and it was, there was just so much info out there. Like you didn't know what was real, what wasn't. And it definitely, everything almost got mushed where it was a mainstream event that a casual better was betting into, which isn't the case with the NBA right now, um, which is music to my ears and That's right. almost more of an opportunity. Um, to leverage because it definitely still is under the radar. Yeah, that's it. So that was going to be my next question. Like it's, it's always been under the radar. How much does it benefit having this draft a week after the NBA finals? I could not imagine Luke having the NBA or the NFL draft a week after the Super Bowl. Like there's so much noise surrounding the main championship event. And all of a sudden, seven days later, Oh, by the way, we're drafting and these markets have been up for a while now that you could have (laughs) dove into. Exactly. Where, like the NFL draft, like the Super Bowl is in February, and then you have two and a half months of buildup that people are betting into that market where like the NBA props have been available, I want to say for months, just purely based off of I think they need that runway to get liquidity where like NFL, they're going to get the best no matter what. Um, and lines aren't moving as aggressively in this NBA draft, and I think it's just less people, but you can also see when a line does move, uh, to me, with the NBA draft, it means more mm-hmm. because there are far less people and far less casuals, quote unquote, betting into this market compared to the NFL. Like you didn't know what meant something, what didn't. Um, I don't think there is a fraction of the amount of liquidity going to the NBA draft to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I would just, I would think so too. Okay, well, we'll switch over to the draft. We'll start at the top. Uh, top, uh, obviously, Victor Wembanyama not going number one. Luke, I know you like other players, but no, I'm kidding. Okay, so Wembanyama, obviously, we're going number <laughs> one. We'll start with number two because I, I've found this this movement, recent movement, I guess, interesting, where we are, we are we're hearing these reports about the Pelicans possibly looking up to move it into two or three. We're hearing about some other teams, even, you know, possibly interested in moving up yet. All I keep seeing is, um, you know, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, but you know, all we're really keep seeing in the marketplace is this Brandon Miller number. It keeps getting short. We're at minus two fifty now. Uh, what do you expect to happen with this? I know this is not not one you're. I don't believe you're involved in from a bet perspective with with Brandon Miller. Uh, what do you think ends up happening here though with with this number two pick? You think are we sold on Miller there? Or do you think there's something that could still change? So I actually have great tickets on Miller to go two and Scoot to go three. Us, uh, me, us too. So we're root- to to. yeah, we're, we're yeah, all rooting, rooting together. It, it yeah. sounds like yeah. <laughs> First year, which it very much feels like the Stroud Bryce conversation. I want to say a couple months ago, where Bryce was the con- consensus to go one, and then all of a sudden Stroud became the consensus all the way up to like minus two hundred or higher, and people were laying that uh, because they thought it was a certainty, and then all of a sudden it flips on his head. Um, mm-hmm. And Scoot has been the consensus, and then all of a sudden it became Brandon Miller. And I will say, within the last day or so, um, I have been getting. Scoot vibes to go number two, and it, it scares the hell out of me. Oh, um, and the biggest issue is like there isn't any like Scoot's like plus one fifty at this point, so it, that's not like sexy enough to me to get involved. Where it, it Scoot does feel like he has legs to number two, and if you think Scoot's going two, I think now would be the time to get involved with that, um, or some sort of like exact top three or top five. Um, which a couple of books have Luke. Do you think that would be if, if that happens, you think that's a situation where that's the Hornets holding on to that pick and, 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 and riding with scoot, or do you think that's a, a trade scenario we're talking about there? I think both are realistic okay. at this point. Like if you're, 
I would say if like you asked me like percentage on Monday, I would have said like Brandon Miller, 70% to go to. Um, and if you asked me right now, I'd probably put it at like 55, 60. Um, All right. Just, and that is, that's like a gut check. And like, I have nothing to go off of it. Um, really, Vassini had a, a podcast yesterday that kind of rattled me a little. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of ahead. It's Miller at two, but it is very alive. Uh, for those who are listening to, by the way, he's referencing uh, Sam Vecini, who you can follow on Twitter at Sam underscore Vecini, uh, works for The Athletic, does a lot of great scouting work, too. So that's going to be a mind and a name uh, when he speaks. That's going to carry a lot of weight. So let me ask you this, then. Let's go down this path really quickly. Uh, let's say Scoot, whether it's Charlotte, whether it's somebody trading up to two and getting Scoot, is it a given that Brandon Miller would then be three? Or is there actually a shot that somebody else usurps the third spot and that Miller falls a little bit farther? Or is it just, hey, if he's available at three, he's going to get picked and one, two, three, and some order is going to be Wembenyama, Henderson, and Miller. So in, on Sam Vecini's podcast yesterday, which uh, it should be taken with a grain of salt because he is a Whitmore, a big Whitmore fan, but mm-hmm. he had Scoot going too. And then he went on to say that if Scoot goes to Portland, if they're picking here, is going to have a tough decision on their hands between Whitmore and Miller. So if there is any value out there in terms of like, the long, long shots within the top five, it would be Scoot going two and then someone like Whitmore going three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second I heard that context, I um, wasn't, I went on a DraftKings and I took a, I think it was, it was Wemby, Scoot, Whitmore, Exacto, which yep. was 70 to one last night, uh, which like you can't, like, that's just like one that's just like whatever. Like, it is now 50 to one. So that's a fun one, but yeah, where Miller goes, if he falls, I think is the value proposition to look for mm-hmm. whether it's him going four, five, or someone like Whitmore going three. So let me ask you this. Which we'll- is a long shot. Like the 50 to one odds is fair. What yeah. it's worth. And I do want to point out real quick. I, I know in Luke, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was your first, your first draft uh, bet you made in, in the draft market was Whitmore on under his five and a half, right? Yeah, that was. So let's let's build on Whitmore really quickly then. I've been making the case that even after you bet that and this thing is moved at minus 350, again, informationally based, you mentioned it, minus 200, not built the same in a draft as it would be in in an event, in a sporting event. Uh, Is minus 350 still playable in your mind? Because when I look at it and every bit of information and sense that I've gotten, I I don't think there's a universe in which Cam Whitmore falls out of the top five unless he gets abducted by aliens or something. (laughs) I I would agree. (laughs) I will say... Like Kevin O'Connor out of the ringer came out with his mock draft this morning, which is like a core four. It's like O'Connor, Wasserman, Cassini, and um, who's a guy on ESPN? Oh, Gavoni. Um, yeah, Gavoni. Those would be like the four that like of opinions out there. I respect the most. And he had Whitmore at seven, which hmm. like I don't buy. Uh, but at the same time, like that's the first mock I've seen him out of the top five. and. I would say like minus three fifty. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a scenario he falls over the top five. He is like the scorching hot NBA draft stock, like Witherspoon of the NFL draft. Just he's gonna go. Look, what do, what are you making of the Thompson twins? I feel like that's maybe still maybe the biggest question of this draft, right? It's the 
Uh, I, I, we're all working off a different video with these guys. We've heard different things from different different workouts and camps. I, I, I mean, as a man, are you, are you penciling them in at four or five, or do you think the you know either one we can see a lot of movement with here da- up or down the board? So Whitmore definitely has legs to go for, and I have heard the Rockets like a man, but if Whitmore goes for and like really like the. The domino in the top 10 is whether Whitmore goes five or four. Right. Um, If Whitmore goes four, you have to assume Walker goes five and then the twins could fall. And if there is any value in like exact as like to be picked eight, to be picked nine or 10, like I think Osser at eight, nine or 10 um, are great bets value wise. I think he's like 15 to one to go nine. I don't even know what his odds are to go 10, but. Like Osser, and it is a consensus that um, Amen over Osser for whatever reason. I mean, they're like literally genetically the same. Um, <laughs> right. But Osser <laughs> um, uh, to fall out of the top 10. And there's like a consensus top probably eight or nine guys. And of those eight or nine guys, I would say probably Osser or maybe Hendricks are the two guys that could fall out of the top 10 based off of like guys like Lively or like Kaysen or Bilal um, jumping in. So let, let's build on that really quickly. So one of the bigger moves in the draft markets that's been hung up since they've been up there, uh, Amon Thompson, uh, and this has moved in the last few hours, but like he was as high as minus 700, got to as low as minus 210 to be drafted before his brother, Asar. It, it, like, has this gotten too far now where now we're in the range of it's playable to play him in here? Because that's been one of the bigger movers. Asar has been kind of creeping on him for the last month and a half in terms of who will be drafted first. Yeah, I mean, a stars over under was the first one that came out at five and a half and it has stuck at five and a half. And I'm, I, I would love for him to move, uh, but it is somewhat it's, it's suspect that it just stuck, has stayed at five and a half. And Wasserman is the guy that who is probably like my number one, like of those four, like Wasserman's what he says holds the most weight with me. Mm. I mean, he's kind of been beating the drum about Osser over Amen. Um, I think he has Osser at, pick four in his latest mock and I'm in at six, which yeah, I mean, it's tough for me to recommend anything at like minus 200 or higher, Mm. but it gets to a point where like everything I read is Oscar could fall. Um, unless someone knows something up there. Yeah. Though I, one of the other guys I want to ask you about Luke is, is the, uh, it it seems like one of the fastest risers here kind of on the back end of that top 10, uh, is is the teammate of Victor Wembanyama, Bilal Koulibaly, I'm going to try. Sorry, uh, Bilal, if I butchered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we didn't get to see him. I think he was hurt when he was when they were here at Vegas. We didn't get to see him, really. Um, he's a guy, Luke, I know you bet an under on him a while back. Do you still feel like there's, there's value on that 11 and a half? I mean, under right now, plus 110 uh, over, min- over minus 140 over at DraftKings. Yeah, and if his over-under came out, like, a week prior to when it did, like, it probably would open up at, like, 25 and a half. Right. And then, naturally, which it is, it's wild that we have two guys that's NBA draft that have been playing games to, Wemby can't increase his stock, but Law's been playing games up until last week, which has just sent his stock through the roof. And he reminds me of Jalen Williams last year where he had so much momentum, and it was, it was like everyone knew it was, like, it was like the public side. Um, where his over-under opened at like 18 and a half and it got down to 13 and a half and the under still hit. Um, and Bilal, I, I don't think 
like, there's rumors of him having a quote unquote promise, which like, even if I don't know if promises are actually even real, um, right. but uh, which at for the thunder, which would be pick 12. And I would say of all the bets I've made, that's probably the one that I'm a little bit nervous about. Um, I wouldn't, I would rather bet like an exacta for him to like go like maybe nine or 11 exactly. Um, but I probably wouldn't take the under 11 and a half at this point. Um, but I would still take, yeah, that, that it's a tough one. I think we're going to learn more within the next couple of days. And that's somewhat of a, I'm just going to leave it there and yeah. keep it there. Remember. All right, let's rewind back really quickly. Cause you threw in a name um, when we were talking about uh, the top five, What's been going on with Jairus Walker and what have you seen and heard? Because he's been, I think you can consider him a faller, if you will. A lot of people at the beginning of the process thought he'd be in the top five. We saw his draft position prop go from five and a half to six and a half. We've seen the juice move around there. Uh, you can get him at plus 210 to be a top five pick. Do you think that uh, Jairus Walker out of Houston can still be in the top five? He, where he goes, like, I think he's a lock to not get past the Pacers at seven. Yep. Um, which, if Whitmore goes four, I think Walker goes five. And if Whitmore goes five, I think he goes seven, which is also a ripple effect to Hendricks. But Walker's matchup against Osser, I think he's still plus money. Like I think he's plus one twenty at this point. Yep, is one of the matchups I would recommend um, at this point. Where Osser, we have scenarios he could fall out of the top ten, and Walker, I don't see him getting past seven. Um, and Whitmore, whether he goes four or five, is the biggest domino on where Walker goes. Uh, but I don't see him getting past the Pacers who Pacers to me are either going to go Walker or Hendricks, depending on who's there. And for audience really quickly, Walker over Hendricks, uh, Kelly Walker initially opened actually as a minus two fifty favorite to go over a SAR that flipped the SAR became the odds on favorite to go over Walker. And now we're sitting where we're at right now. Yeah. I'm looking at minus one fifteen actually either side there. Yep. So that's yeah. been moving around a lot. Like a SAR got to as <laughs> high as I think minus one sixty. I want to say in that matchup. Yeah. Yep. Last week he was one sixty. Yeah, so is that? I get, that's an inter, That is an interesting matchup play because it's sounding like what consensus higher floor for Walker of where he could go if that makes sense, right? But maybe the higher ceiling for a SAR. But yeah, I, I, minus one fifteen. Yeah, probably still still bettable. Anything, Luke? I guess next few days that you're really keeping your eye on. Are there any specific workouts, interviews? Um, you know, upcoming mocks, anything that you're going to be looking at for uh, over the next few days? Um, a couple of mocks this morning was great. Uh, Vicini and O'Connor came out with mocks and it had been a while since Vicini had put one out, but really just looking for new markets. Like at this point, yep. we have a bunch of over-unders. Um, I would love a be drafting the first round or top 10, Yeah, which I think we're getting close. Um, around this time is when, the book started to put out more uh, for the NFL, I guess you could say, which they definitely waited longer than they ever have. Um, so new markets, definitely more mocks, but yeah, just new market and even more over-unders because they're still missing a couple of guys that are like consensus top twenties. Is there anything I want to ask you about one specific matchup that's, that's caught my eye. Cause I think they've been, uh, dueling back and forth in terms of their price. Uh, what's your read here on Jordan Hark, uh, Jordan Hawkins and Keontae George? Because this has been one, as I said, we've kind of seen some jockeying back and forth. I know that initially it opened up Keontae George as a minus 160 favorite uh, over Jordan Hawkins. Right now, Hawkins is a $1.70 favorite to go over Keontae wow. George. Uh, so that's been a massive flip there. What have you made of that? I think, did you have something on either one of those guys? 
I have their, I have both of their overs. Yeah. But so Hawkins is the guy that like, I think his ceiling is like the Lakers at 17, um, where Keontae Vecini's mock this morning, he had him all the way at pick 27, mm-hmm. um, which is worse. Vecini is low on him, but at the same time, Barlow, um, who has, forget what his sub stack is called, but Barlow's another great guy. And be a big board. We have him. Uh, we have him on a couple of times. Yep. Yep. And I want to say two days ago, his most recent piece, he was basically like Keontae was one of the guys that he was deeming a riser, uh, which at the same time, like I felt like he was a follower, but like Barlow's an opinion. I, I respect and you have to take with a grain of salt. Uh, but since then, everyone's kind of going against that angle. And you got Vicini having him fall and everyone has him in the twenties at this point. And that would reflect these odds. And I don't know. At, I don't think I could get involved with Keontae George's given the state of, like, I guess you could say the respectable mock drafts. Mm. Um, and you definitely missed the window on Hawkins. I would never bet Hawkins. Um, but the one matchup I do like is Gigi Jackson over Rupert. Uh, where Gigi Jackson's plus 140, and there are not a lot of good things you've heard about like his draft process, tanking workouts. At the same time, he has all the talent in the world. Uh, and Rupert's just a guy that's kind of just there, uh, where like I don't see any momentum behind Rupert. And you have heard that Jackson might have a promise in the top 20, which again, like I don't put much stock behind these. But in the end, when you get in the 20s or later, like talent, is just going to take president mm-hmm. and I see Jackson at plus 140, which that's another one that he was a heavy favorite. Uh, if you looked at this, I want to say a month ago, um, I, I do see value on Jackson plus 140 over Rupert. I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but <laughs> I think it's Ryan. Ryan. I don't know. It might be Ryan. a fancy Ryan. Oh, yeah. A couple few NBA guys here. Yeah. <laughs> R-A-Y-A-N. So I feel like that's a Ryan, but like, you know how when you spell right. things differently, yeah. Yeah. just to be cool. Like yep. Kelly right. with two E's. Yeah. That's the one th- part about my generation. You know, we're getting to like toward my generation naming kids. It's going to be a problem. Uh, Luke. Okay. So you hit on and I've been with you. I've been waiting for a few more of these markets to get posted. If you see a top 10 market get posted, who's the guy that you've kind of got circled right now? And, and maybe you can throw out a price because obviously the price it's very price dependent. But is there someone you got circled right now that it's going to be, I don't want to say an auto bet, but your auto bet as soon as that market comes out, you're going to go in and hit? Um, I would say like it, it price is very like important, but like if it's anything under, let's say, even now but like the guys are just jumping up that you like there are scenarios where like lively like i don't even know if that's a hot pick anymore lively yeah. jalen hood Kaysen, like those are the three or even Bilal, uh, that there are scenarios that they could jump into the top 10 and anything plus money um, which i don't think you'll get lively at plus money at this point but those would catch my eye for sure okay uh, which like lively it. like to go pick 10 was one of the bets i made because seeing him at 10 everywhere um, which at FanDuel, I think he's like five to one at this point, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. All right. I got two more for you. One, one specific player, one big picture question, specific player. Uh, well, again, we'll use the term riser, although I think it's just, you know, we're getting more information on these guys. Uh, exactly. Taylor Hendricks, 
power forward at a UCF. I think he fits a profile of a guy a lot of teams are going to want. I know that you had something on him here too. Uh, original draft position prop was eight and a half, shaded to the under at a buck forty-five. Uh, we're looking at him now, eight and a half, uh, still in that range under about a buck forty or so. Uh, what have you made of Hendrickson? Have you read anything on him? Because first few mock drafts a couple of months ago had him like fringe top ten. Uh, I feel like though he's solidly inside the top ten. What have you made of it? Yeah, and like of the like consensus nine guys, he's probably like the ninth yep. um, to go in the top ten. And where he goes is very um, relative to where if Whitmore goes four or five, uh, who Whitmore pulls Walker down and Walker pulls Hendricks down to me, which I think the Pacers take Walker over Hendricks at seven if he's there, um, and then at nine, uh, that it would be like the consensus spot, which with an over under at eight and a half, somewhat not playable to me because nine and a half was basically a key number, but. Hendricks, I would say like he's one of the nine and it's very dependent off of Walker and Whitmore. Um, mm-hmm. it's, he's kind of just going to go like, you see him going six. You see, I saw one of him going eight um, within the top 10 and anything with him. 10 is definitely a, a hot take at this point. All right. Speaking of hot. So I want to ask you this last year, we get the surprise. Paolo Bancaro goes first overall, the right, the late push, everything. We remember the story. I don't think it's going to happen in number one. Victor Wembanyama is going to be the guy. But if there was a Paolo Bancaro-esque surprise in this draft, would there be one? What would you think it would be? I do, like, it is, like, the comparing Paolo to Jabari is very similar to Scoot and Miller at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think Scoot going to would be as Paolo was. Uh, but in terms of I don't think there really is one. That's like a shocker. I guess like the number four pick, uh, there are a lot of guys that could go there that in, in a class where they're really like, I don't think there's enough of a consensus on Amon to be like the consensus fourth pick at the same time, like Whitmore to be a consensus at four wouldn't be a shocker either. Um, I think a shocker could be at four, whether it's someone like black, maybe Osser, mm-hmm. um, Hendricks, maybe. But I don't think there's any. I don't think we'll ever have as much of a shocker as Paulo, which was like the greatest <laughs> moment of my betting life. But um, <laughs> that'd be crazy. I think we'll get like uh, I don't know. Give me uh, Kobe Bufkin going at number three. It'd be great. We'll, yeah, we'll take. Oh, we'll love take that. I'm still go. not. I'm still yeah. not convinced Chet should have gone number one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right, you can follow him on Twitter, Vegas Refund. His name's Luke Swain. Does an awesome, awesome job up there on social media, VegasRefund.com, for a lot of other stuff that he offers, too. Uh, Luke, it was awesome talking to you, man. Really great yeah. job. Thank you for the time, and uh, good luck in the draft, all right? Thanks, guys. Great stuff, man. NFL draft, NBA draft, a must-follow uh, for anybody out there. He does great work. I'm going to go with the the big surprise I mean, I really hope it doesn't happen, but the way, I think the way, way, way Luke was talking about and piecing together some of these things we've heard recently, it's the, okay, if Brandon Miller doesn't go two, and there's a team that, you know, Rockets or someone actually do like Cam Whitmore right. more than Brandon Miller, it's, whoa, now we're talking about Brandon Miller maybe going five, six, seven or something like that. I think that would be the shocker to me at this point. Yeah, given the given everything I've read, it's not going to be at the same level. But Cam Whitmore not being in the top five would be very surprising. I, no, I'm with you. I, I'm with, I, and I still think that, yeah, if there's a bet to make right now, I think it's still that one. And I think you're okay laying that number. I, it is... I mean, as we talked about with Lou, we've just we've barely seen anybody talking about him outside the top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I've got a bet for him to go five. I'm just worried now that doesn't hit because he goes four, three. Yep. <laughs> all right, with that, Kelly, we're all done.
We got a lot left to get to over the course of the next week. I think we're going to take a break Friday. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll take our day off on Friday. We'll come back. We'll have wall-to-wall draft coverage starting on Monday, moving into the NBA draft. And as we mentioned, after the NBA draft, a small hiatus as we figure out what we're going to do as we get into the offseason. Don't worry, though. We'll be back soon because NBA free agency hits like the, the day I get back. There we go. The, from hot, the hot goss, man, from yeah. the NBA. Let's go. Fire up the gossip machine. Absolutely fantastic. So like, rate, review, subscribe, and we will talk to you next time here on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.